Nothing like a countdown to really put pressure on the first things you say. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, so it's really, um, it's really intense. Mm. What I what I wanted to clarify was uh, that you are starting this podcast having to shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's very true. It's, and you're not the situation. And you're not going to shit. He might. No, because I'm committed to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and because also you don't have toilet paper. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be the main reason. <laughs> Is this episode an animal, the one Riley. where Milo not needs an to poo throughout? <laughs> I swear to God, if you do friends, this podcast just Charlie, becomes your friends. Yeah. <laughs> should we just? Do, we, I think we should just do that. We can hide behind the irony. It's fine. Oh, yeah. good lord! Nobody told you life was gonna be this dystopian. <laughs> can we make that Sweet. our intro music? <laughs> what Milo desultorily singing an us-themed version of the Friends theme yeah, song? I think that actually might be the like the epitome of our low effort aesthetic is Milo <laughs> singing through a phone. <laughs> I don't know, journalist and overall dirtbag left good Twitter follow Hussein Kasvani. What do you think about that? You has to eat his mic a lot more. Subtle, subtle intro from you there, Riley. Not pooing is for you, not wanking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, I'm actually a non-corp. <laughs> oh man, a non-corp, I'm in like someone without a body. <laughs> really, actually gives a whole new meaning to the word incorporated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, hi, Hussein. Thanks for coming. Real men don't shit. That's true. Yeah. Hey, actually, true. hey, Hussein. Thanks for not shitting. Coming. Is for cucks. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> You keep your essence, and you make sure that some bitch whore doesn't steal it from you in family court. <laughs> two, two wank jokes down, nine to go. <laughs> you know, they, they oh, I think that's optimistic, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like we've we've we have to do eleven total wank jokes, and we've done nine. Mm. Nine eleven coincidence? I think not. <laughs> Wake up, sheeple! <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Oh, the Trash Future podcast, the podcast about how the future is trash, did 9-11. <laughs> when I was 11. Great. It was, it was 9-11 was so named because it was done by a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best joke of the podcast. There we go. Yeah, we peaked early. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got today, Riley? Oh, God. Um, well, the world's still dumb, yep. uh, surprisingly. Yep. Um, Great, Our very excellent. own uh, posh, uh, posh Trump um, accidentally did a racism in Myanmar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all? Really? What? <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when I accidentally do a racism in Burma. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, see what I did there? Maybe that's that like, you know, tallies as well. Uh, you can only do an accidental colonialism like three times in your life to <laughs> use them wisely. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you use up all three? You become foreign secretary. Yes. That's basically yes. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, You'd better, so you better do, make your three colonialisms really profitable. Like get, in, get into some like Central African mining or something, you know. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't waste it on having a houseboy. Oh good lord! I mean, I mean, in, in Boris Johnson's case, I think he probably used his I don't know sixtieth on um, just 
you know, proving how clever he was and impressing a bunch of like bored Burmese farmers <laughs> by like <laughs> reciting think, a racist poem. I think Boris Johnson used his 60th when he was still at prep school. <laughs> and I think Boris Johnson's first 59 were all just like impregnating women in like third world countries and then <laughs> leaving Lord. hastily. So wait, you uh, think there are just a bunch of like, just like, like like just bumbling like idiots that looked like boiled hams just sort of running around sort of the right. entirety of the global south sort of calling like things suspiciously rotund blonde sub-Saharan children is basically like creating Boris Johnson clones who can take over different parts of the world it's sort of weird genetic colonialism maybe, like, maybe this was the plan all along right? I think it was yeah. yeah so he becomes prime minister and then like launches some sort of code on an app and they all test <laughs> if they're listening all the Vinnie Johnson's just like come into formation if it's they like, need it's ideas like Kingsman. if they Wait, need it's ideas the plot of Kingsman, Kingsman yeah. movie I was gonna say that was that <laughs> the entire the, where the, no it's you know what this is this is like Kingsman then, and then someone the like anals a Danish princess at the end for some reason oh well, probably god that was a, surely like the biggest bum <laughs> note in, oh no sorry I didn't mean that in like the biggest like horrible misjudgment <laughs> in film history <laughs> Wait, more Best than like the podcast <laughs> I don't know. I think there was something like just so kind of tonally wonderfully misjudged and so jarringly out of place about that last scene. And well, it's just hot. Is, is that in the new video? No, no the it was in the, I it's I seen seen the first one. The, the first one, it's like, you know, th he's basically like a bit of a joker, a bit of a maverick, but essentially you're supposed to like him. He's quite sweet. And then right. it's just like a really, really horrible, like, I you saved my life, so now I'll like do anal with you joke at that the film closes on. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because well, like in, the, in the new one, I won't give too many spoilers. You gotta eat that mic though. You really gotta chow down on the mic. <laughs> I won't. I won't yeah. give. I won't give too much away. I mean, unless like you want to read Wikipedia or whatever. But there's yeah. a scene. I mean, we could just do the flop house. <laughs> there, there's the gla there's the Glastonbury scene. But I don't know if you heard of. But what, no. what ends up happening is like the new Kingsman, yep. the, the young guy, um, in order to save the world, has to finger a posh woman. Oh, um, Jesus wanked. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, it that, was the only... That's the, it was that's the, only the like... reason he gives, anyway. I did it to save the world, mum. <laughs> you don't understand. I had to... It's such a, like, it's such a, like, kind of, like, Bill Clinton slash Hugh Grant kind of excuse, isn't it? Yeah. Just like... I was, I was, <laughs> wait, it's, no, it's the plot of In the Loop, isn't it? Yeah, wait, it is. So it's it's an anti-war <laughs> shack. It's, a, it's, it's a, the excuse he gives for cheating on his girlfriend with the, with oh, the shit, American yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess in, a, in some way I thought it might, you know, stop yeah. the war. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know if Kingsman is actually like what some of the best satire I've ever seen or if it's like one of the worst films. I, 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 I think it know. is satire. The, yeah, I think it's the second one though. I still hate it. I yeah. think it's trying to be satire, but I think I still hate it. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's I liked I liked the first one. I haven't seen the second one. They say the second one's worse. But you've got abysmal taste in things, Milo. That's, <laughs> that's the thing about you. I've seen some of the clothes you wear yeah, voluntarily. Well. <laughs> Shut up, Riley. You shop exclusively in Supreme and Palace. <laughs> At least my terrible clothes cost like five percent of what your terrible clothes cost. <laughs> we, I mean, we were saying earlier that um, if uh, the, if the um, 
we'll know that the world has ended and capitalism has come to its logical conclusion when people are queuing up outside the Apple store to buy sex robots. And I was like, yeah, I'll never do that. <laughs> I would queue up outside the Supreme store to buy a sex robot. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't buy a sex, sex robot, robot unless it said Supreme across the tits. That would be... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's actually an ironic sex bot. Um, it has actually, Doc Cotton's like, face on it. No, that's what I call a box logo. <laughs> oh God. Jesus. Oh, All Jesus of this is getting Christ. edited out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, though. That's the thing. We know it is not. <laughs> Anytime I say all it. of this is getting... Hey, um, so we have like an actual smart person on the podcast. Should yeah, we, we like, do. take we, advantage we of we that? We should probably use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Hi, Hussein. It's nice hi, to meet you, you virtually. Which is it's ironic given the con the concept of our podcast, but we'll deal with it. Um, I, I, I have a rule that I only really appear on anime podcasts, um, so this is this is the first oh, nice. time breaking it. Well, if it would make you feel any better, we could do some like really over the top effects and like dust clouds. Yes, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into that. Shall shall we cast? Let's cast. Yeah, let's do it. Love yeah. to pod. Mm. <laughs> Love to pod, and you can hear all the O's in that too. Oh yeah, I put a third O in. <laughs> For extra, for extra irony. <laughs> I wanted to do more irony than usual. Trash Food Trash has no U in it. It just has three O's. Yeah. <laughs> Love trio's future. Yeah. So, um, I was, I was going to put the O's in future, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm putting the... True fuck you, I'll put the O's where I want to put the O's. <laughs> Um, whatever, whatever, Miley, you're stifling my creativity. <laughs> hey, we said we were going to cast. Yeah, let's cast. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, we should, we should probably do that. Um, guys, I've got some great news. Did you know okay. that Google's futuristic wearable tech platform just took a big leap forward? I oh, had God. not heard that it had done that. <laughs> I mean, I was always aware of, you know... Um, China, for example, maybe revolutionizing its industrial and agricultural policy and it being a great leap forward. Yeah, one of, one of the greatest. Um, but this, this is a big leap forward. It's even better. Huge, even better. Huge. It's, huge. it's a huge leap forward. <laughs> All right, what have they done? Uh, Google uh, and Levi's. Lovely, Google good style. Google ex, ex, ex Levi's. Let's like do the millennial thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Let's, we're let's, young. We're young people. Let's, for the, uh, for those this, of yeah. you listening, because we've briefly forgotten that this isn't a visual medium, <laughs> we're doing the arms crossed X <laughs> thing <laughs> to to indicate collaborations as though we're reading noisy. <laughs> all of us. We, we are all I, just. We're all. Like, for I the benefit all, of the listener, I am not doing that on my own in Moscow. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I have no understanding yeah, of what's going on. You're definitely doing it. After more than two years of testing, two years, so when I tell you the features of this product, remember that it took two years to get these to work. Yep. Mm. Uh, the company's project to embed technology into clothes is ready to launch. Uh, so essentially, nice. uh, Google has made a denim jacket. <laughs> um, X Levi's. <laughs> but, what it, but what does it do? Does it, does it like just... Does it tell people you're a prick for you to save you the work? Is that... <laughs> it actually, it stops you leaving the house wearing the jacket. <laughs> it's, it a, it's a straight as a denim shot jacket. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, right. So, Riley, you, you explained this to me earlier, but actually I still don't understand. What, okay. What does it nominally do? Okay, well, um, at first glance, uh, says the article on Mashable UK, uh, the jacket looks like a normal, comma, stylish denim jacket. Good. Available in both men and women's sizes. You'll find as I go through this article. But upon closer inspection, it's not stylish at all. <laughs> You'll find as I go through this article, because they have so little to talk about about the technology itself, they mostly focus on the jacket. <laughs> this, is a this is mainly a review of a denim jacket. 
Yeah, that's the, that's the thing you find though, isn't it? Like, as soon as somebody invents an internet of things like kettle, mm-hmm. nobody talks about the internet of things bit because that's boring. They just, they're just like, oh, it's really good kettle. <laughs> boil that water up. Oh, it'll boil the hell out of your water. <laughs> um, okay, I, I tell you what, this denim jacket is going to keep you warm AF. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so stylish, you can fuck. <laughs> but you should Ideal for the, for the, like, Mediterranean Palo Alto climate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's available in both men and women's sizes, so that's, that's good tech e- feature. E- equality. Lovely, yeah. Um, love, love to equality. It has a dark wash, and it's every bit as comfortable and well-made as you'd expect in a high-end Levi's jacket. Any idea what the tech is so far, other than just comfort style? I don't think style? Levi's jackets are homemade. <laughs> what kind of impression does Mashable UK have of the Levi's Corporation? They it's like he's just like Levi himself sitting in a shed. So it's like literally Claude Cl- Levi Strauss. <laughs> he's just called Levi. It's just some guy. No, it's like it's like he's like a weird American evangelical who like yeah. really gets it's, amped up about like the possibility of a baker like making a gay cake. Yeah, it's actually it's an Amish dude who's just kind of you know. So, um, a genuine true fact about Levi Strauss is that he hated jeans and never wore them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which is so great. Like, so he actually, the th- you know like, what? He's objectively ha- shit. You know what he hated about jeans, though? He hated just how low tech they were. Mm. That was his main objection. <laughs> oh, oh, Except oh, the problem God. is he was Why mostly alive in the 19th tell century. Me connect with my Fitbit via Bluetooth. <laughs> well, no, he was like, like he was alive until the 19th and early 20th century, and he was just like, ah, oh, why can't there be a telegram in my jacket? <laughs> Well, so, all right. I want to know about the jacket. Yeah, so you yeah, want to know about the story. jacket. Okay. Um, so number one, they just li- then after they talk about the features of the jacket qua jacket, uh, they finally begin to launch into the features of the jacket qua connectivity for its own sake, which as we know is basically a good thing. Is, is basically a good thing and as okay. established mm, basically the premise great. of the human all, centipede. All of, <laughs> <laughs> all of Jacquard, it's, it's Google's sub project, Jacquard. Um, all of Jacquard's tech is limited to the left sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Though even more subtle than you'd think. Good. It's pretty subtle. Um, yeah. So basically what this is, is they've incorporated some like touch sensitive um, yarns, like wires more or less, into a jacket, into the left sleeve specifically. Um, right. And uh, basically it's a, all it is, is a touch sensitive sleeve. Yeah, I mean, I, I, as so we I, all know, it's the left who are sensitive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure as well that a touch-sensitive sleeve is basically just the medical term for a foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like Trailer. something Fleshlight would sell as an accessory, doesn't it? So, what basically what it is is um, it's a touchpad on your left sleeve that's powered by a rechargeable Bluetooth-enabled tag um, that has like has to connect to your phone in order to right. be used. So it's not right. actually an independent piece of technology. You yeah. need to right. have a phone and headphones in for it to work. Yeah. Okay. And headphones. Yes. Um, right. So what does this sleeve actually do? What's it? What's the added? Well, it's, uh, it allows you to uh, skip songs on, right. your, uh, on your Spotify. Good. Okay. Yeah. Or At last, your... I don't have to listen to like Ariana Grande. <laughs> <laughs> finally, I'm in, I'm finally, in prison. Finally, I've just been listening what they give me for years. <laughs> so there are three gestures. You can do three things. You can double tap, uh, back of the head execution style. Very good. Yeah, yeah very said. nice. Um, you can do a, you can do a triple tap airstrike on a Yemeni wedding. Um. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> hey, Saudi women can drive, but real equality won't be achieved until they can fly triple tap airstrikes on Yemeni weddings. <laughs> so oh, I said, I, it's, I'll, 
my, my, when you were talking about a Yemeni wedding, I thought you meant them like firing AKs into the air indiscriminately. I thought that was like the we won't have true equality until women in the Middle East are also able to fire AKs in the air indiscriminately at weddings. Well, ultimately, apparently, think... a lot of people genuinely die of that as well. <laughs> like, because like, the bullets I, do fall back down. Um, that's genuinely kind of how I want to go. <laughs> you want to be killed by a wedding AK oh, shooter? That'd be great. Collateral damage at a Yemeni wedding. Imagine the people trying not to laugh at your funeral. Yeah. Because, again, because of sort of Saudi American policy um, on, on the Arabian Peninsula, collateral damage at a Yemeni wedding is basically just the guest list. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Oh. Hot takes, guys. Hot Everyone, oh yeah, get them while they're warm. <laughs> and not as American hot as white phosphorus, am I right? <laughs> At what point do like has, has has there ever been a show in like your history where like someone's accidentally like called for genocide or something? Um, probably. Our last episode we mainly talked about ass eating. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so you, so you're fairly close, but not quite there. Yeah. It's it's that spectrum, really. Okay, you know. Okay. So um, I uh, going back to Jacquard for a second. Oh yeah. What I think is hilarious mm. is that this is a um. I want to say like 350 pound jacket. Oh no. Bargain. Yeah. Oh, a bargain. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> um, what price like very like inconveniently cool so. <laughs> you, you can, and you can use it to skip forward and backward on your music and basically not much else, but you have to recharge it before you can go out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, running. I'll, I'll be I'll be there in twenty. Just charging. Charge if, you, charge if you jacket. don't, if you don't recharge it, does it not even function as a jacket? <laughs> yeah, you can't put it on. If you don't recharge, like it, you, it just lets you all the suddenly rain in. feel really cold, and you're like, oh, it must have run out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, mm. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, guys, I have to take off my jacket. It's out of battery. <laughs> what um, do you mean no one's dead at that Yemeni wedding? Oh, <laughs> must have to recharge my jacket. Like, one day we'll only achieve true equality when Saudi women can control drones from their denim jackets. <laughs> mm. That is true. That's quality. the show, folks. That, that's, this is the future liberals want. <laughs> Hire more women guards. <laughs> <laughs> Hire um, more women drone pilots. <laughs> well, honestly, that like that is genuinely the future. I think most liberals want. Yeah, is they want an imperialist for an uh, imperialist, but representative foreign policy. Yas Queen, <laughs> run by the Khaleesi it's herself. Like, it's like every time all these like sort of like Lena Dunham or whatever said Yas Queen about Hillary Clinton. Uh, <laughs> or anytime she said Slay Queen about Hillary Clinton. Uh, Yemeni weddings in the middle Yemenis, was silent. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I this would allow talk. Yemeni women to actually slay. It would. That's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. That's yeah. That'd be way better. Fuck. Ah, oh, libs. Um, oh, guys. You know what else is true about the Levi's Jakarta jacket? Besides, nope. it's really, really cool. Yeah. Oh, after you wash yeah. it like eight or so times, it's broken. <laughs> yeah. Specifically said, don't wash it more than ten times. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> and then it great. stops working. How, how will I like skip my Spotify tunes? I know. Yeah. That's the, pro- that's the main problem with touchscreen smartphones. They're just so fucking hard to control. Yeah. yeah. So after the tenth wash, and they're very unresistant to washing stuck machines. With sharing. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I usually have to throw away my iPhones after one or two washes. So, you know, this is, if anything, an improvement. So, yeah, what do, we, what do we think? Pretty dumb, right? I No, I think, actually, I wasn't sure, but the fact that it's more washable than my phone is, is a real plus. I was going to say, it's like, if you're comparing the Levi's Jacquard uh, smart jacket to just a normal phone, you can wash it 
more frequently, mm. yeah. which is yeah. nice. Love, it's all, it's all in watch. the framing, isn't it? Love to watch. <laughs> That's the thing. As a, certifi- as a certified, like, at some point, being a leftist also meant, like, just not caring about any element of your life. Mm. So now I, I shower, I think, a good every three days or so. Yeah. I didn't like to mention. <laughs> it's like a good, a good scrub. Yeah. Mm. A good scrub every three days and yeah. then posting about capitalism all the other days. Oh, yeah. It's busy. Posting. You don't have time for hygiene. <laughs> I said, if you're not posting, do you even really exist? It was more of a like, throwaway <laughs> comment. And now that we've given it this much like, audience, um, it's like... Po- postio ergo sum. <laughs> postio I wasn't that good a joke. Ergo sum. I wow, just laughed really, out of respect. He's done some violence <laughs> to Latin. You, Riley. He's a polite guest. <laughs> to be honest, um, Riley, as a Marxist, I feel your Latin is really lacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never going to accept you in the in the you know in the Trotskyist uh, you know halls of momentum if you don't bone up on your Latin some more. I'm, I'm never going to get on an episode of The Fix unless my Latin gets way better. Shit. There's an exam, I think. <laughs> <laughs> if if you want to be a cool a cool online streetwear leftist, you yeah. need to have good Latin. <laughs> yeah, it's because most yeah. basics. Because yep. mainly everyone went to Winchester. Brexit <laughs> yeah. on the dirtbag left. <laughs> God, I yeah. wonder if Social anyone houses. here went to Winchester. I wonder, yeah. If anyone here went to Winchester, I'd probably make fun of them a lot. Yeah. I don't think Hussein did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hussein's actually Canadian. Sadly, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah but not as Canadian as Riley. No, Riley is no. more Canadian, he's proper, I think. He's got, like, the shirt. Yeah, he's got the shirt. To be fair, this, this, this is, this is a bit oversized. Riley is actually made well. of maple syrup. So... From your parts of Canada, like do they wear like well fit snug flannels or when they cut when they cut wood? I mean, mostly from my part of Canada, as far as I can tell, um, people wear like oversized gray slacks, okay, like, pointy peeling shoes, mm. and then like a but white are they shirt. Wi-Fi connectable? <laughs> um, not not yet. Uh, some of them wear double LED tap your oversized hats. slacks to uh, I don't know chop down a redwood and make yeah, and it farm, farm some beavers. I mean I think most gray farm slacks. Some beavers. Yeah, they farm beavers. That's basically most of the <laughs> time. To be honest, I think if most sort of like oversized MNS gray slacks were internet enabled. All they would do is have like a little bot in them that auto posts to Twitter anytime like a female or of color leftist posts online <laughs> that would say, um, actually, let me tell you about what welfare really means. <laughs> <laughs> it's a centrist dad joke, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Just oh, retweets the phrase, dance. actually, that's a common misconception. <laughs> Oh guys, I found something out recently. Well, I, I was yeah. I was I was in a Twitter conversation with a uh, former with friend of the show Ahir Shah. Oh boy, um, our our boy, the, the boy, pouring out from a boy Ahir Shah. Um, <laughs> and I I made a joke about Indie Ref sixty nine. Yeah, nice. Um, and there are so many accounts that auto retweet to like I want to say a grand total of thirty thousand people anytime you say a tweet with the word Indie Ref in it. So I've, I've, just start, I've started just signing my tweets with indie ref so I can get more exposure. How, how, you, how you get your numbers up, man? That's how I get yeah, my numbers yeah. up. Yeah. Just, Has I'll it be, worked? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm getting more followers from Scottish nationalists yeah. every day. <laughs> That's the dream. <laughs> but it's I even, might start. I might start doing that. Yeah. I need to diversify my audience. I'll. Can we use this to just ruin the Scottish nationalist movement? 
<laughs> ruin the Scottish nationalist movement by just posting just inane bullshit <laughs> like I usually do. Because I, mean, like, I don't, I don't just, just like... want to ruin the Scottish nationalist movement. I want it to be ruined by a bunch of like fucking London pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Unemployed 20-somethings. Like that is literally, that would be what they would hate the most. Um, it would for that reason. <laughs> but a bunch yeah. of London pricks sitting along the canal by Broadway Market. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, those probably pricks doing probably a like pricks of all. Those pricks. We've God. we've ticked, I think, nine or ten Londoner prick boxes this morning. And one of us has a blue tick. Yeah. To be fair, actually, I think most oh, of wow. the most of the Londoner prick boxes have been ticked with the food you've bought for today. Mm. Oh yeah, we with, were yeah. doing some induya sausage earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck we, got some, on, we got on some sourdough. We it got was some on sourdough. <laughs> we got some fucking pecorino. We then guzzled up a very nice Zweigeld. Has that gone now? Wow. Yeah. I'm a, Jeez. I'm a thirsty boy. I've had, <laughs> I, I've had one glass. <laughs> we may, um, what we may do is we may actually, how about this? Why don't we take a break? Yeah. Grab a, grab a, grab a, grab a cold one. And then we can talk about some actual smart stuff. Uh, do we have ooh. to? Yeah, we do. That sounds, that sounds like departing from our brand. I, I just wanted to talk about like Death Note. And <laughs> we can do that after. I was, um, I was. Oh fuck, squirrel. Early, early. Okay, there's this. Okay, this is gonna take several. There's a, a Death Note thing happened to me earlier today. Um, what is Death Note? Sorry, Death Note's an anime. Right, right. Okay. Um, okay, this is gonna take a while. So, guys, I'm gonna need you to let me explain the fullness of this statement. Cool. Okay, no. here it goes. So I was at a party last no. night for very, very late. And anytime I'm at a party for very, very late, I tend to come home and um, beat off a lot. So I was on one of uh, Reddit's many pornographic subreddits. Good, yeah. Um, nice. Which is, one of which is uh, Patreon Girls. Girls of Patreon. Oh. <laughs> the girls of Patreon. Oh, right. Is there a Patreon girls one? <laughs> to be fair, a slight digression. There is a white nationalist comic book superhero now being drawn on Patreon. Patreon, rather. Who is wow. a massive boobed redhead who, whose mask is the Confederate flag and My who wears wife. Daisy Dukes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus your, your beautiful wife who's in. Yeah, very proud of her. <laughs> it's a it's a twenty four seven kink thing. <laughs> so wow. you did you beat off over that? Uh, no, it's but I, I do remember I was sort of in the middle of kind of like a desultory jack session, and uh, there was a girl <laughs> who posted a giant photo set of like a Death Note cosplay. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, uh, so ultimately, um, I don't believe in equal rights for POC anymore. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, uh, guys, it is true all that any, any political belief you're currently entertaining, if you come while you have that political belief, it becomes your political belief. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when Forever. you pull a face and the wind changes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say, if you come in the Matrix... You come in real life. <laughs> wow, <laughs> guys, we'll Dude. see it. We'll uh, we'll we'll be back next time once myself. I've been able to refill on booze <laughs> and uh, we can get into some actual smart shit. Yeah, smart, smart shit, shit. Smart, smart, shit. smart shit, smart shit, smart shit.
<laughs> Love to record. Welcome, welcome back to the Trash Future Podcast. <laughs> Previously on the Trash Future Podcast. Oh my God, what is that getting out of that alien spaceship? <laughs> it's oh my God, Jeffrey it's an ass I have to lick. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I re-listened to the trailer from the previous episode this morning. Talking about I mean, P- Pinocchio nosing someone's anus. Yeah, that was that was no good actually. That was really horrid. <laughs> it was really funny. It was very it. funny. It was very funny. I did actually enjoy that. Oh lordy. Um, so hey, shall we benefit from like having someone who isn't just a broken brain shithead on the show? Yeah, I'm really excited to have. Shall we? A, but, I hope that one day you can get one of those people on. <laughs> very good. Yeah, I, I think you you like is it you. You are extremely hashtag online enough that your brain is pretty broken. Yes. But you also like know stuff other than just a memorized encyclopedia of drill tweets. That's sort of. That's all Riley sort of. knows. <laughs> that's how he learned English. <laughs> could you, He's could, actually French-Canadian, yeah. You know, like, you always hear these stories about from immigrant families about, you know, I learned, I learned English by watching TV. From like The Simpsons. Or yeah, it's yeah. like something like The Simpsons, which means that you end up having this inflection, which is very similar yeah, yeah, to yeah. that. Like a new generation of like refugees who are like, just learn English from drill tweets. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, Muhammad how, Muhammad, how are you doing today? It's like, well, I will never stop posting. <laughs> Muhammad, how are you doing today? Oh, yes, hello. Piss is a kind of shit. <laughs> Piss is a kind of shit. <laughs> oh, it's a cast, everyone. It's done. It's done. Immigrants learning English from drill tweets. Perfect. All right. <laughs> but... All right, serious business, guys. Okay, yeah. Hey, serious game faces. Game faces, all right? Okay. okay. okay We've got okay. Hussein Kasvani with us, which is really Hello. exciting. Um, and we're going to do... Hey, we're excited. Okay. You, you might not My be. My heart rate is yeah. elevated. Um, okay. Yeah, you um, objectively and, shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and, and he's here to talk to us about bullshit jobs. Um, Great. Which is really fun. And you've yeah. like, done some like, research into it for an article. Yeah, um, so something that should have been published. Yeah. Will be published. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it should, where yeah. can people find it uh, when it comes out? This this little website called Vice.com. Lovely. Um, oh, v- oh, Vice.geocities.com. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Your one-stop so... shop for prostitutes and drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you can find it on the dark on the dark web. Vice. <laughs> you know, so yeah. something that like one of my uncles like was he was like I went on Vice.com and I read this article about. And then he says, like, in hush, I was like, penises. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gay now. <laughs> and that's, that's how it works, guys. That's how it works. And now there's a Vice article called, I read an article about penises and I'm gay now. <laughs> there probably is one. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think, yeah. like, yeah. So it was about bullshit jobs. And so what yeah. is a bullshit job? Um... Anything that isn't podcaster. Um. Yeah, um, oh, you'd say the nicest thing. <laughs> do, you I can do. come back anytime. Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you. So, so, I mean, for like basic background, how did you start looking into bullshit jobs? How okay, did that come so about? I'm a commuter and I take commuter trains, which are always bad. Mm. And when you're on a commuter train and it's always bad, you end up on Twitter a lot. 
Yeah. Um, mm, and the thing that you naturally. find when you go on Twitter is you can like tweet at Southern Rail, Southeastern Rail, and when you go through the list, it's all just like abuse. It's like, you know, yeah. you guys are fucking pricks and sure, you guys are bastards yeah, yeah. and stuff. And the replies are like, you know, usually these very polite, I'm sorry that you've had like a delay on your journey. I'm sorry that like your train is like an hour late and now that you're packed into one, um, like a castle. Uh, but, you know, it shouldn't happen again. And by the way, no, you can't claim compensation because your delay was one hour, not one hour, it five minutes. Be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of wondering who the people were who had to like send these replies. And I happened to um, stumble upon this unfortunate website called LinkedIn. <laughs> you may have heard I've of it. Heard I don't about know. that one. Do you know if they're trying <laughs> to all save the, the Democratic all the kids Party on it these days? <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, we, we we know we know LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Um, and I happened to just stumble so across someone who used to online. work. Yeah, we are. We're hashtag online. That's <laughs> I, actually, I actually I actually do all my tweets on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I have my it gives you more characters. It's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. I, I, if you look closely at my Twitter secret- profile, they all say posted via LinkedIn. On LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I secretly I secretly do work in the city. Uh, I won't say where or doing what. Uh, but uh, my LinkedIn is all just real tweets. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, I found this most inspiring article. Piss is a kind of shit. Blow I think, I think that's a natural conclusion. Like the hard left are going to take over LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. So this, this, this end aggression. Uh, so you, you were on Twitter seeing basically people just shouting at train companies yeah and like check sh- online and like shouting at brands and like you know whenever we talk about brands online we always talk about brands we like um yeah. you know yeah. and like all the lovely tweets that you send to lush and everything but obviously <laughs> the more interesting stuff is writing. like you know the centrist bald dads with like pink faces mm-hmm. um you know <laughs> shouting at southeastern because their trains are late but also you know uh suggesting that nationalizing the railways will you know just make things worse and like yeah, yeah, you know yeah. corbyn um yeah, I can't. I, yeah, they're just, I mean, just you know, centrist, centrist dads. Centrist dads. <laughs> centrist dads, dads are single-handedly dads. responsible yeah. for keeping the quarter zip jumper industry alive. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I spoke to a few of the people who used to work, who still work at these like train companies and airlines and stuff like that. Um, and a story sort of emerged about these young kids who ended up like doing, you know, they were studying journalism or like PR or like some sort of media degree at university. They had these dreams of becoming like lawyers. Or, no, dreams of becoming like newspaper reporters and stuff like that and they end up in like the social media business where their job is literally to like send tweets and receive abuse Um, and the way that these types of social media things are structured is ones where they're kind of contracted by outside companies they sometimes are freelancers they sometimes do shift work and their job is literally to receive abuse and because of the nature of their work they're not really entitled to anything by way of like compensation or like you know health plans and stuff like that so they've got to like you know you're sitting at a desk for eight nine hours just dealing with abuse from like bald centrist dads Um, (laughs) and you know I was interested in a way that that internalizes because like we've had these conversations about you know particularly with like women and people of color like you know when they're online the abuse that they receive online doesn't just stay in you know it, it, you internalize it it becomes part of your like lived experience sure yeah anyone who hasn't um, read john ronson's book on it yeah so good and no one no, no one was really talking about how that internalizes in the labor market and i sort of wonder whether there was a hesitance because you know the whole like social media manager job has proliferated so much in the past kind of few years and no one's quite really worked out what the implications what the kind of side effects, 
so to speak, are. Um, so I was interested in that area. I was interested in how it applies to like labor markets. And that's where obviously this whole nature of like bullshit jobs and comes in. So it kind of came at the right time, but it's something that I was interested in for a while. So what's a bullshit job? Uh, as I said, it's anything that isn't a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop being nice. Apart what's this. a bullshit job? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a difficult one to place. Mm-hmm. Because I think there's various definite, there's like various definitions. Um, I think any, I, I kind of see a lot of bullshit jobs as ones where you're largely office based. You're largely kind of feeding into a system, yeah, without mm-hmm. any real sort of tangible outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is sort of linked to material mm-hmm. as well. Like if you're not producing stuff that has like a material good then you're pretty likely that like you're in at least one of the categories of bullshit jobs. Yeah. Um, but I think people like there, like David Graeber comes kind of says, yeah. like corporate lawyers. I was going to bring uh, in the David Graeber take, yeah. Yeah. but I was going to say academia is I think the best one, Yeah. which is where um, in the last 10 years, sort of the, the amount of money allocated to sort of postdocs, professors, and the people actually at the coal face doing academic research, yeah. the money has shrunk considerably. Yeah but the number of people employed in managerial and mm. administrative and basically clerical positions in academia <clears throat> keeps proliferating. Yeah. And a lot of these people are out there seeking funds mm. to fund ultimately their own jobs. Yeah. And they don't really do anything yeah. but fund their own jobs. Mm. Um, yeah. And it's this, it's a level of abstraction from actual... Uh, you could say productivity. Yeah, that this job exists largely so that, like, for no ones, reason. Well, largely yeah. so that other ones can survive. You're basically yeah. propping up a system. Yeah, where your employment is highly dependent on someone else's, and vice versa. But, um, yeah, and, and it's like I, I don't know how sustainable that is. Yeah, and this is a product <laughs> of like complexity, right? It's by you know, it's got to the point where mm. the the interconnectedness of jobs and people and companies and things and money mm. has got to a stage where like it's pretty difficult to tell what has what effect yeah sort of mm-hmm. 10 people yeah. down the line yeah and we just sort of get on with it. um you know you talk <clears throat> there's a really you know this when we talk about this we often talk about management consultants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put who it like, would, just put in a sound that job put, around this put, table. Put, put, put in a sound effect. <laughs> you know, I, I always just, I, I, I always just found it like sort of absurd that you take these like 21, 22 year olds out of university on mass and just like shove them in this like giant perspex building, you know, and they're all like in a couple of years, they're all of a sudden like not just, experts at business but like expert at all businesses mm-hmm, yeah. you know and that's what they're expected and like there's this like you know training program and like yeah I, I don't know I found it I, I feel that part of it is maybe resentment from like being rejected from said management uh-huh, so now yeah. so now my whole life is like rooted around just like you know trash talking these people on like obscure podcasts <laughs> that's great you're, it's own the libs you're the, the, the Heathcliff of management <laughs> it's only comfortable when we're on gag territory guys you notice when the serious debate starts <laughs> but, but speaking of what I find I think very interesting yeah. about because there's a digital ink spilled, especially by David Graeber, yeah. about sort of the phenomenon of bullshit jobs as this, yeah. it's, it's sort of this sort of class perpetuation machine, yeah. a, a UBI for people who just want to be on Facebook a lot. Yeah. Um, 
but you, what your version of it, mm. your take on it that's going to come out in Vice, I think is very interesting because you're talking about not only people whose jobs are essentially, again, a sort of class and status preservation program, mm. but who actually also exist almost as whipping boys yeah. for people's rage against a system over which yeah. they have no control. I mean, it's, it's funny. It's a funny thing to think about because when I was on that train and I had the idea, it was just like, okay, you've got all these people wearing pretty much the same suits. Um, they all have the same type of like weird rucksack and they all work on the same IBM computers. So they're all like consultants going to their own sort of bullshit jobs, exerting their rage onto like mm. some random like kids and go yeah. go home and say into the mirror every night i am living the dream <laughs> i am living the dream if you want to insult me just at me in the future okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's these like it's like our our like one of my one of my favorite jokes yeah. of of Ahir's is when he says like like it's everyone blames millennials for yeah. buying like three spending three pounds on avocado toast, uh, but you already bottled the three pound houses. Yeah, it's like these are the people. <laughs> yeah. These are the people yeah. who, like, who I, I think that their life on a day to day basis mm. is just so unpleasant because they have to endure the sort of displaced rage of yeah. alienated sub of alienated late capitalist subjects mm. that. They need, like the, the, the avocado toasts and the boozy brunches are for them. Yeah, they're, they're they are. It's like it's a kind of like Saturnalia that allows them to sort of be, even only briefly outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> is the is the hope avocado toast is the opium? <laughs> <laughs> That's the yeah, new, except like That's not the, the masses. <laughs> um, it's the opium of the masses of the not masses. Yeah. Is the is the hope is that you know because because actually something that's interesting is this idea that like um, you know first uh, technology took all the manual product productive yeah. jobs and there's this idea that now it's coming for the jobs that require kind of mm. admin as Good. well. Wait. Good. Yeah. Wait, Charlie, are you saying that it wasn't the immigrants all along? <laughs> <laughs> but old old man technology it was you all along <laughs> and I would have gotten away with it <laughs> if it weren't for you meddling podcasters yeah <laughs> if it wasn't for that those pesky remotes <laughs> but shotgun shaggy I feel, I feel that should be like a terminator like sequel it'll be like pod, like all the podcasters yeah, 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 yeah. versus the machine versus the machines yeah. <laughs> and, and all that happens is we lose uh, we no. lose for two you hours know, the truth will be like mediated by a sex robot yeah. no, sponsored by Squarespace I, 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 I can't wait yeah for Admiral General Janissary Biederman to lead us to victory. <laughs> but, but there's, there's an yeah. idea, right? So I guess the worry yeah. is tech comes for all the admin jobs, which, yeah. you know, and, and losing all those admin jobs might not make everybody less happy if they're replaced by stuff. Yeah. But what if they're not? What, as in like... To, as in, yeah. what, if, what if the system does not adapt to cater for the fact that everyone has lost those jobs and expects them to basically make do with what? With fewer opportunities. That's an, inter I mean, that's an interesting one. It's not one that I've really... Because I think that exists within a very specific section of, like, labor. Sure. Um, I mean, what kind of is more likely will be you know, administrating those machines, right? Mm -hmm. So you end up having like a new yeah. generation of jobs where you're basically overlooking work. Um, like 
the basically advance the advancement of consulting, right? So yeah. right now, like you kind of can, you know, you do spreadsheets for people who want to like automate jobs, like overlooking the like mm. the machines who do the spreadsheets. There might be fewer of them, but then there's nothing to sort of say that like there won't be another proliferation of bullshit industries. Mm. Sure. Um, I think ge ge geography and space might limit it. Like, I have I've kind of thought about this a little bit, but I'm not an expert in any way, which is about like the only way that these types of jobs exist, they tend to exist in cities, right? Yeah. They yeah. can't really exist anywhere else. But what happens when like cities are, don't really have the capacity to like hold that stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, what if you end up having mm -hmm. these like corporations who don't have like geographical spaces, but require people to work remotely, um, which would sound great, like, you know, but there's no reason to suggest that there won't be other like systems of control that will be implemented, which may actually be scarier. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really thought about that either. Yeah. Cause I think everyone's just so, you know, the idea of like the dream of making it in London is basically like being able to buy your suits from like TM Lewin and like, <laughs> yeah. you know, having yeah. an office. And that's the thing, like I speak to so mm -hmm. many young people who um, are like, Oh, I really, you know, I'd be really scared of going freelance cause I really like enjoy my office. Like you don't have an office. You have a desk, man. <laughs> you have yeah. a shared desk. Um, in which your boss can like literally watch everything you're doing. You can't even like shit post without. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, just, I just really enjoyed the line. I speak to so many young people. Like yeah, you sound, I love. Line. I love a bit Nick Clegg that one. Yeah, I love. I love the young people. No, I, I just, uh, yeah. who's in Kesvani Centre is dad. I love speaking. Yeah. I think that like once I've you know passed the point of twenty five, like I can't really classify myself as a young person. Yeah, everyone, everyone who everyone under twenty five is a teen. Yeah, and young, everyone, pe young people are getting younger. It's like I love Too Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm still under twenty five in the way. I dress. <laughs> Everyone under 25 is a teen. Yeah. And the dictatorship of the teen, as we all know, is coming. I bought I bought these trainers the other day, like the Nike Rosha trainers, which like I Roshas thought be really, are very good. Really cool. They're very and then, good. And then though. my cousin, who's like 15 years old and like a gamer, um, he was like, those are really lame shoes. It's like, oh, what? This, shit. You know, yeah. Yeah. And like all the kind of all the stuff I felt. Yeah, really but he good plays about, video games, like, so shit, And you're and you're sufficiently like the age gap is such that actually you just take their word for it. Yeah. You're so like, yeah. they know better than me what's cool. Now. Yeah, I'm not gonna challenge it. Yeah. So of gonna... of course what you did was you went on Twitter yeah. on onto and you went at Nike. <laughs> oh my my fifteen year old uh, fucking nephew said that uh, my shoes made me look like a fam. <laughs> <laughs> And Nike were like, don't tweet And now Trump voice. is president. <laughs> <laughs> so back to bullshit jobs for, right. for a moment. Yeah. Um, what I find sort of fascinating about this, especially in terms of like the proliferation of technology, which is that I think that the more, the, the more if you like space there exists to monitor, mm. the more sort of existing power centers, be they Nike or Virgin Trains or GCHQ, it's going to hire people to monitor yeah. those centers of communication. Mm. Because ultimately, the more space there is for dissent, and the more alter and on the flip side, the more space there is for monetization and instrumentalization, mm. um, the more threat that poses and also opportunity that poses to um, large pools of capital who will want to use that yeah. To sort of either increase their share, sort of increase their, their take home. Yeah, and a part of it, as always, yeah. is that if you're not using it, the other guy is. Yeah. Um, and there's the, at some point, there becomes an arms race of, if you like, control, of, of, of an inter, kind of internal colonization where 
when people think of shoes, you want them not to think of just a foot covering, but you want them to think in terms of brands. Yep. Or in terms even you you want to control the way Gone are the days of the humble foot covering. <laughs> <laughs> with which, with which you humanity subsisted out of so, so many eons. Fucking mad, eh? We just had foot coverings. <laughs> can, we get a, can we get a jingle for, like, Riley's extemporization corner? <laughs> Look, I have no two one, None of the other people on the podcast, like, fully understand what he's saying, but the words are long enough that it's like, well, I guess... <laughs> That's the key. I guess it's That's good hashtag content, guys. Guys, you know... You you know I have two modes. One of which is, oh, so I was like jacking off while drunk. And the other one is, <laughs> so I guess the center is of control. <laughs> At least no, you there's don't also combine. a third mode, which is like, I was like jacking off while sober. <laughs> yeah. While thinking about centers of control. <laughs> I mean, and looking at all right pornography. Like Peter Dow want the center of control to be via a stiletto heel on my windpipe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those good Peter Dow jokes, everyone. Good Peter Dow jokes. Mm. Uh, okay. Plotting so guys, hey, speaking of bullshit jobs, good. I think I may have found an article that details the most bullshit job I have ever heard of in my entire life. Do it. Go for it. Um, wow. The title... Riley, did you just read your own job description? <laughs> <laughs> your job description Christ. just says management consultant, podcaster, man of the night. <laughs> my, no, individual. My, my job description is just the title of the movie, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I follow... I follow a lot of really terrible Twitter accounts to bring you people this content. At me next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I just verbally subtweeted Hussein. <laughs> Riley the Quinn. For this week is dead he, flies. He browses the crappy internet, so you don't have to. <laughs> so you can just have it yelled at you by a bunch of people in by, Hackney. By him, yeah. <laughs> I think, that, um, I think that'd be a really cool thing. Like, you've, we're on a balcony right now. You could just, like, get a megaphone and just shout at random people. Like, this person yeah. on Twitter is it's bad. Vi- it's very love it round here. <laughs> I will never log off. <laughs> the thing is, Milo, do you know that Hussein is verified? So if you say the word ass to him, the cops oh, will people. come and throw a flashbang through your window. <laughs> Let's test it out. Should we have a thing where the last time we had, uh, when we had our here on, he's the last ever verified person we had. We did tweet ass at him. Should we all I, say I definitely all tweet. tweet ass I'll, I'll, I'm going to tweet ass at Hussein. I'm going to see if this. Um, see how long it takes before the cops show up. Hold on. I'm just. I'm using oh, really? the phone. Really, we're doing this now. Well, yeah, we're doing this now. Could this not wait till like after. No. No, it can't because it's for content. We want it's the sound impl- of those flashbangs on the pod. Mm-mm. <laughs> Guys. All right. Hey, what's this article? Um. Title of the article by Tristan Green uh, on on the next web is Node CEO is the epitome of Silicon Valley's ambition and talent. <sighs> node. I don't think I've heard node. of Node. I, I, or I hadn't until you sent node. me this article earlier. Got, got, I, what I, I does can, Node do? Well, I can promise our ambition throughout me reading selections from this article is going to be to answer that question. Lovely. Okay, let's crack on. Taking notes. Um, Is it an ambition we will fulfill? I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Node, talk us through Node. Okay, basically this article is like a a bizarre, like fawning, almost love letter to the like basically 
hot CEO of Node from what I assume is a horny tech journalist. Yeah, I mean, like all tech journalists are like sort of horny, right? Yeah, like Side. it's this is a guy. Probably, this yeah. is a guy who definitely has read some statistics about testosterone and decided to stop jacking off. Stop it, Tristan. Same. Ah. <laughs> Look, we've all read statistics. We, we all don't jack off for different reasons. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's a good line for a couple of your neighbors just to walk past. Because <laughs> um, some of us just don't benefit. have the energy after that Lib Dem sex party. <laughs> what is no? <laughs> I, here's the, honestly, Charlie, I would like, I know you're trying to get me to pay attention. The problem is I can't answer your question with this article because it's just a guy stroking his penis. Okay. <laughs> what does, the, what does the article of, say that no is? Okay, let's say the first sentence. Cool. Falon Fatemi is sorry? the definition, uh, this is the lady's name. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. Is the definition of a, quote, people person. Compared to... Uh, to, compared to a Terminator, I guess. Yeah, okay. <laughs> compared to like the T-1000, An which is like more liquid metal. Compared to people person. who work for the next web. <laughs> and like cannibals. Falan Fatemi is the definition of a quote people person. At 19, working for Google, she was a matchmaker for business partnerships. Don't know what that is. Don't nope. think it's anything. Sure, let's, let's, it's like a human yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, let's uh, ignore it and... Incredible. Can I do this where I just like introduce friends of mine who are like talented and have good ideas to each other and then claim that I've You done don't so. have any friends who are talented and have good ideas. <laughs> Milo, my, my, all of your friends are shit. True, because my friends are Riley and Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> You've already introduced um, us and nothing has come um, of it. By her no, mid-twenties, arguably incredible. a negative contribution to the Pretty world. Much. Going back to the article. Today, she is bottling serendipity. Or more accurately... I mean, much more accurately. <laughs> yeah, like much or like less nonsensically. Her company created an AI that tries to put people together as skillfully as she does. What? What? <laughs> Wait, hang on a minute. Is this eHarmony? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I genuinely don't know. What what so what other detail does it give? What does it vaguely explain like scenarios okay. in which this might work? I'm going to skip over the bits that are like sort of, you know, almost voyeuristically fawning over her. Fine, yeah. It's just like the TLDR of it is like, please just like send me a picture of your face. Sure, yeah. <laughs> no, no, come on. Feet. <laughs> Definitely feet. Definitely feet. Definitely uh, for feet. articles so like this, there isn't even TLDR, it's just DR. <laughs> yeah. didn't, I didn't read any. I can't read, actually. Yeah. Can't it read. is of some length, therefore I DR. Can, I can internalize information. I can't read. Please let me see your feet. Yeah. So so what does, what does oh, wow. she say about the company? There must be like quotes. There there are, are I've, several... read, I've read the article okay. and I'm trying to steer you towards the quote <laughs> is what's happening here. Charlie Palmer, content. <laughs> um, well, her, her description of what the company does is, I'm going to read the entire thing. Cool. And we're going to see if it makes any sense. All right. I found... Spoiler alert. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I found, Fatemi says, that I was always introducing people to one another everywhere I went. Editorial. Because everywhere she went, borderline personality disorder. <laughs> like just like in the metro, she just like talks to one person on the one side of her, and then introduces them to someone on the other side of her. Yeah, weird homeless guy. This is a woman trying to get to work. Weird <laughs> woman trying to get to work. To this is weird homeless guy. To other people, they're just like, why are you at my house? Yeah, <laughs> we didn't. I know. We didn't like, like this man me. is my son. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. Okay. What do we got? I had a knack, she says, for putting people together with opportunities and each other. An analysis into all the introductions I'd made showed that it led to a lot of impact and millions of dollars. And here's the thing. Note the last two words of the sentence. Changing hands. This could, I mean, so this could literally be describing the job of A, a pimp, or B, an international drug baron. Is this, <laughs> is this like e-harmony for prostitution? Well, it was just there is that hands. now. There is, there's that fucking app that's like the escort Uber thing. Did you, did you read about this? Wait, what? No. <laughs> No, oh, Riley wants oh, to know about it. Finally, I have researched the late capitalism thing. There's, so <laughs> it's launched in London and I think some other places. There's this app where it's like Uber for escorts, and you can order an escort through an through an app and like pay in advance by credit card. And they have like reviews and like uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's dark. You know what? I think Travis Kalanick would be an excellent CEO of that company. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Travis Kalanick? That sounds like someone who was a drummer. The ex CEO of Uber. Milo, you're on a podcast about hating on tech. Learn something. <laughs> but I hate it so much, I refuse to know about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's watertight. Travis but Kalanick does genuinely sound like a former member of Blink 182. That is like. <laughs> <laughs> that is What's my edge again? Job. 43 <laughs> and very into economic conservatism and social liberalism. <laughs> <laughs> I want a low tax rate. <laughs> What's node? So, okay. So after she just facilitated tons of like millionaires just trading money back and forth from one another to no like major effect. Sure. It yeah. made me, Falan Fatemi, wonder, what was my algorithm for matching people? How can I use technology to do that? To connect people to opportunity at a massive scale. <laughs> She sounds human. Does anyone have yeah. any the, idea what the algorithm no is yet? was? Severe al autism all along. <laughs> is she a replicant? <laughs> is she, in fact, the hot Terminator? <laughs> She's Terminator Three. <laughs> have you seen that amazing edit of Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Facebook, where they just use the same pictures, but then they describe what he's doing? Oh, yeah, I saw that this morning. Like an alien would describe it. Like I am here with my chosen partner, human, observing the traditional human custom of walking down streets in straight lines. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: I'm, uh, do not be alarmed by the second head protruding from my chest. I, like all humans, have only one head. <laughs> this is merely a smaller human. Big, I've attached to myself for human purposes. At, uh, here's the uh, a line from the article that's uh, by Tristan, not a quote from. Um, the very, very good human uh, who runs it. At Node, Fatemi is building machines that make sense of the web. All of it. She describes Node... Good luck with the drill account. <laughs> as, a, ...as a search engine without an interface. Like Google, without anywhere to type what you're searching for. <laughs> See... It just decides. That's one of like, my favorite it's not things like about Google. Google just keeps sending me child porn. <laughs> so, like, it's... So it's like uh, Google, but Google telling you what it thinks you're looking for and giving you that. Yes. It's sort of like, I guess, when you're on Facebook and you get advertisements for things that you, you're not really interested in. Yeah. But you may have looked at, like, once. Oh, it's so bad when you've been looking for a fancy dress costume or something. And then all of your, like, fucking Google suggestions are like, D uh, you like vampire stuff now. Yeah. Um, Milo, you so gotta yell into your this. microphone, man. What? I'm really close to my phone. Oh, yeah. There are times where we can hear you super yeah, it's, well. It's like really fluctuating. I'm reclining like a Roman. I'm like on one you elbow like on my bed with the phone under my head. Yeah. 
directly like like ha- like half half the time it's really good i wish you that's great see that's the amazing position i'm in now it's, it's got to be the super sound- direct you've got to talk directly into it just it sounds weirdly sexual <laughs> <laughs> That's how Node works. The pussy That's how Node works. <laughs> yeah. film. You talk directly into it. But yeah, it's like the, it's like yeah. in Facebook, right? Where like you're looking for something weird just once because like you're drunk or you know <laughs> because you're drunk or someone has hacked your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's and, or you're going like, to a lift I didn't sex mean party. to write as my status hentai. Yeah, um. yeah I, I, you know, and then all of a sudden, like you're getting all these like results for like you know, uh, Kurt Eichenwald, six, six year old girl's clothes uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, and I feel that's how node works so, yeah. it's not bad guys I wanted to make sure they were clothed <laughs> so, who's saying are you are you Kurt Eichenwald <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> I actually don't know what Kurt Eichenwald and sounds he, like and he would have so. gotten away with it <laughs> well, no, Kurt, it's, there was a while ago this is now happened several months ago so I know, what, I know like, what he did I just don't know like, what he sounds like I don't know if our listeners or Trilo Trilo and Marley <laughs> Milo and Charlie. I like wow. Chilo and Molly. Chilo and Molly. <laughs> you guys are all the same to me. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there was a prominent, like, right. centrist U.S. journalist who, like, accidentally tweeted that he was looking at hentai. Oh, that's good. Did like an like uh, an extreme Ted Cruz, <laughs> <laughs> like, or just Ted Cruz. <laughs> he did. He did a Ted Cruz, but like. Like, Ted Cruz didn't, like, to his credit, didn't say, the little credit we can give him, didn't say anything, and then just blamed it on someone else, whereas Kurt Eichenwald tweeted through it. (laughs) Oh, no. He's like, no, I was trying to prove to my family that tentacle porn exists. Same. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm always trying to prove to my family that, but they have this restraining order. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole other thing. So guys, my my family are just like refused to believe in tentacle porn. It's one of their (laughs) weird like axia of their belief system. Yeah, some strange dogma. (laughs) So I'm going to read a little more from this article about Node. So we can try to maybe figure out what it is because it's actually just attracted like multi-million pounds of investment. I, which I think can only have come from like people going i don't understand it maybe if i admit that i don't understand it she'll think i'm stupid i'd better invest in it so or it looks she, like i get it or she is the terminator yeah. and she threatened them or that <laughs> or that yeah it is possible so i need your clothes your boots <laughs> and your millions of dollars of seed capital or they get all their investment advice from the next web so <laughs> what fatemi describes can we, can we bring back elon muskenegger on this episode <laughs> what what fatemi describes we need to go and live on mars <laughs> he's definitely a terminator it's the only way for humanity to survive <laughs> if you want to live come with me <laughs> what in this completely untested experiment with the whole of the human population <laughs> what fatemi describes with her weird ai google without an interface thing isn't a feature or an add-on to something that's already there. It's an entire layer between us and the internet. An entire layer? A layer. Yeah. A, whole, a, a polyester layer, maybe a latex layer. It's, it, it's autumn, so layering is in. <laughs> yeah. Love to layer. Love oh, yeah. to layer. Be sure to layer both jumpers and internet. And here's, here's Fatemi's quote. There. What if you don't know what you're looking for? Uh, true. Yep. What we well, do, what we do, is take the web and all the people and companies and turn it into profiles. 
like, that's, <laughs> that sounds cool. For example, you could be entirely unaware that there's a connection between one of your employees and someone another company you want to do business with. <laughs> your employee might not even be in your sales department, but this connection could create an opportunity. Then our AI could alert you to it. And here's Riley editorializing. Nothing more sinister than that. So, so actually, what what I like about this is is for years my issue with LinkedIn has been that it's not intrusive enough. Right. <laughs> That's been my real problem. Like, ah, oh, if only it would like really like sort of burst into my life unwanted more of the time. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds like that's what this is. Yeah. Great. Is, I feel like the natural extension of it is it's just going to be like hentai. It's just going to be it's, like yeah. animated porn. I feel like as I, so this is it's my favorite thing about AI. Yeah. Which is that all it does is reflect how terrible people are. Yeah. So, so this is you know this yeah. is going to go the way of that Microsoft experiment oh, the, with um, the with the Twitter bot that ended up racist. Ended up becoming a Nazi in like yeah. <laughs> That's what's going to happen to this. It's going to go, but it's going to like there are people who haven't admitted they're racist for years, and this AI is going to get um, like advanced enough that it's yeah. going to go, hey, you're going to be in the same city as David Duke next week. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a tiki torch. Yeah. <laughs> Open Would carry. You like this bed sheet with holes cut in it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it could. Op it opens up. It's a ghost. I like ghosts. <laughs> Ooh, spooky <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> you know, but she could actually be a genius. Like maybe she actually knows this, right? Maybe yeah. she knows that actually what her software is going to do is it's going to like destroy the fabric of society, and she kind of sees profit in that. You know, she can kind of curate the hateful content. Be, there yeah. must be some pretty decent money to be made in yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Destroy society in such a way that only you can save. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess actually, when the war against the machines begin, yeah. who better than the Terminator to turn to? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I personally, yeah. I can't wait for Falan Fatemi to explain to like, like all of my Twitter followers why actually uh, hentai is woke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sir, the only way to stop the apocalypse is by eating it. <laughs> I'm saying there's two Vice articles for you right there. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll be able to that keep means... my shitty freelance contracts. All good. Lovely. So, guys, shall we, shall we invest in Node? Yes. Yes, I have oh. £2.75 in my wallet. Milo, do you... Um, yeah. Do you know of anyone else? Uh, certain Hollywood actors? Wait, actually, no. So first, before we before we allude to that, um, this made me think about um, the thing about AI only reflecting how terrible people are. It's right that like a lot of people have this fantasy that like robots are going to get really smart and going to do all of our work, and then we'll just like live off like you know income from the work that robots do. But it seems to me that like any sufficiently smart robots will just become as lazy as we. They'll just be like, "Why the fuck am I doing this? Like, yeah. This is like I'm not even getting paid for this." They'll shit. just get it's really good at alt tabbing out of Facebook <laughs> to Excel. <laughs> so, sufficiently yeah. smart robots are just going to become lazy podcasters, yeah. <laughs> and we'll have to do all their. I admin. mean, literally, smart people are we'll lazy. All bullshit jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's good. So. On to what I was skipping to, Milo. Do you know anyone else who might want to invest in uh, Node, this company that, as I'm pretty sure, doesn't do anything except maybe like message people that maybe they should meet up with other people? Well, of course, whether or not super listener to the show, Mister Mister Stephen of Segalshire uh, <laughs> would um, would invest in Node. Very much depends on Stephen Scal's net worth, which no one seems to be able to agree on. Yeah. Um, 
However, what I can tell you about Steven Seagal this week is that Steven Seagal is currently in Moscow. Lovely. Which is where I am. Wait, Amazing. Can you go meet him? Can you get some audio? I'd, I'd like to. More like, can he uh, go meet did you? you not, did you guys not see the picture doing the rounds of Steven Seagal on the news, like talking on the background of like the Kremlin? No. No. Um, and he looks, and, and someone tweeted, he looks like Peter Griffin in a really bad description. <laughs> <laughs> It was so accurate. Like he really looks like his all of his facial hair has been glued on. <laughs> so wait, it's like Milo, is that this week's Steven Seagal fact that he looks like <laughs> Peter Griffin in a bad disguise? <laughs> well, more that he's like in Moscow, which is where I am, and he's doing like pro-Russian state propaganda. Really, right. Steven Seagal is being pro-Russian? Bizarre. I know. It's like he's he's part of that whole group of Western people who are like apologists for like relatively despotic. So this week I watched a load of videos about North Korea because I was trying to make a video about how I think that like the the concept of having a war with North Korea is just really dumb and we shouldn't be worried about it. Um, and what I discovered was like loads of Westerners who've been there on holiday who are like trying to defend North Korea and like, well, you know, this is just a video about what it's like in North Korea. I'm not going to talk about the politics because you know every country has a right to organise its affairs in its own way, and it's like that is that is weak. <laughs> that is weak. Like, like every country has a right to murder its own people if it wants. Like that's fine. That's their decision, as though like the North Koreans voted for it. Like, you know, they're just North in North Korea. They got together and agreed that they would like to be horrendously and violently oppressed. <laughs> like, uh, um, no, we just like that in North Korea. It's, it's a matter of choice. It's like a nation of subs. <laughs> like North Korea yeah. is an entire country of Peter Dow. I mean, that was a great tweet by Kim Jong Un. Is the ultimate like, dom. Um, the Kim Jong Kim Jong Il is like a successful. Is it Kim? Is Kim Jong Un? Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong -un yeah. um, is a. Like you're such a good political journalist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kim, Kim Jong Un Kim is a. Kim, <laughs> Kim Jong Un is a. Kim uh, Kardashian. It, 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Kim Jong Un is a successful millennial, and the Westerners hate that. Yeah, yeah, and it's completely true. Yeah. It's completely true. And you know, Kim Jong Kardashian is a Photoshop. <laughs> I think that if the war, if the war came, if the war came, I would definitely like be on Kim's side. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. What better note to end on? Yeah, I, I think um, I think that's about time. Uh, thank you for that Steven Seagal fact, and thanks Hussein for uh, you know coming on and actually lending some credibility. Yeah, really raising the level. Thanks yeah. for coming, man. And thank you for letting me talk about us. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Cheers. It was our pleasure. Goodbye. Bye.